0: Welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDB, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank, Hank's Bank. Hank's Bank. So, Alexander, I know you uh, normally start, uh, but this week uh, we have something pressing that we have to address. Um, and address uh, is, is the right term, because um, I'm not saying that our, that our podcasts have, um, you know, a dress code. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, that you have to be dressed in formal attire. I'm simply wearing uh, a T-shirt and, and, and tracksuit bottoms. But you are wearing a nightgown. Yeah. I I to to paint a picture for for our for our audience, I I can only describe it as you're dressed like some Scrooge motherfucker. What mm-hmm. why do you sleep like a
1: Victorian? What wait, please please explain. Jamie, uh, my people, and of course my people being the Scottish, uh, discovered long, long, long ago that uh, trousers fucking suck, alright? Uh, why would I want to, you know, trap my legs and my testes, uh, you know, while I sleep? That sounds like a, a form of cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, no, so instead I, uh, as a, you know, man in control of my own destiny, uh, wear a nightshirt. Uh, that is. No, wait, wait, I
0: do not. I want to make it clear for our audience members. If they hear the word nightshirt, I want to be clear that this reaches your shins. This is a yeah. night gown that is not a nightshirt.
1: I'm like, no, whoa, whoa, a nightshirt and a gown are the same thing, my friend. <laughs> Is, I, would are, are,
0: I would argue those words shirt and gown paint a very different picture. However, uh, but before we start, uh, I would like to say, therefore, uh, are you willing to go on the record uh, on a podcast that you know is listened to by uh, at least some members of your own family, members of uh, your, your girlfriend's family, we believe also listen, and many of your close friends? Are you willing to go on record and say right now that therefore your balls are dangling free right now while speaking?
1: Jamie, uh, I, I, I know you've been long obsessed with my testes, uh, and I'm not gonna give you dissatisfaction, alright? Some things don't have to be shared on uh, you know, international public podcasting. Uh, they can remain a secret between myself and the seat I am sitting on, alright? We're not gonna,
0: <laughs> not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna kill
1: that to myself, yeah.
0: Hello, and welcome to Hanks Back, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is the potentially free-balling Alexander Gillespie. Say
1: hello, Al. Hello, Al. Hashtag free the ball. (laughs) This
0: this is your new uh, campaign, Uh, I I assume, building off of Free the Nip. uh, You think that too long... So you believe that too long the man's testicle has been over-sexualized and you believe that it's only right that we stop sexualizing the man's testicle.
1: Jamie, almost the opposite. I think because we rarely see it, I think uh, man's testicles are under-sexualized. I think (laughs) they are seen quite rightly as the, uh, well, potentially quite rightly, uh, as as some some people do say, uh, you know, the ugliest part of the human body. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm saying we should free the ball so people can normalise testicles, and uh, in doing so, grow to be attracted to them. (laughs) Let me just say, no one has ever gone to a woman and said, how attractive are my testicles?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've clearly not been listening to my quarantine conversations with my girlfriend. (laughs) And speaking of quarantine conversations, uh, I, I teased this beforehand before we started uh, that I am going certifiably insane. Oh, yeah. um, I, I mentioned this before, and I wanted to give uh, a specific. I don't even know why. I don't. I feel like this is going to translate very poorly to a podcast, but this is genuinely what I've spent uh, mm-hmm. my afternoon doing uh, with my girlfriend. Um, I, I it doesn't have a name yet. Uh, it, uh-huh. It's it's a guess the song game, and I'm going to have you play it uh, now with me uh but instead of uh you know instead of singing the song or 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 anything like that uh, i i do the song via noises that my mouth Mm. can make that aren't actual real noises they're mostly trilling of the tongues um so i will give you an example of this uh but now i've I've put myself under pressure and i have to think of a song that it's going to be very clear um so we're gonna go with <laughs> I completely forgot. Uh, what song am I gonna do? Okay. Um uh,
1: Guess anytime you want to.
0: <laughs> Please interrupt me. <laughs>
1: what, so what song?
0: what song what? The Rocky song. Yes, it is indeed the theme song from Rocky. Uh, now, if you could please imagine me doing that for at least 30 minutes with different songs and every single time struggling to think of the yeah. song beforehand in the exact same way uh, that I did just then. That might give you a slight insight to my current mental state.
1: I mean, I was I was fully anticipating uh, there to be a lot more clicks in there. I thought it was going to be like a... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, that's a umba Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, this this game is it's versatile. It's whatever whatever noises. I just happen to be very good at trilling my tongue. So it's true. it's my main mode of uh, communication in this game. But it's a very versatile game. You can do it with any noises that your mouth can make, which I, I guess means you could also just sing the songs.
1: I appreciate that you communicate with your girlfriend uh, as though you were a background character in one of the Star Wars films people don't like. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm going
0: insane.
1: How are yeah. you? Uh, you know, much, much the same, I think. Uh, it's, it's reached a point where everyone in my house now is working and are going out to work. And uh, I work from home. Uh, and therefore, I walk most days a maximum of 50 steps nice and that good, sucks. Good. yeah that's a time it's a time most certainly uh i we were meant to have a tv delivered yet to, yesterday <laughs> and very and you very nearly that. said tomorrow
0: you very yes. nearly said we were meant to have a tv delivered tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow yes
1: but we said it was uh today before yesterday today yesterday um and it didn't come and that's good in doing so, as I found out, uh, Canada doesn't deliver posts on Saturdays, and this is just dumb. I don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> deliver on the post the day most people could be there to pick up the post. That's that's just bad thinking on you, Canada Post. I hate to say you should be privatized, but maybe you're already privatized, and <laughs> this is the problem. Maybe you should be nationalized again, all right? Maybe we should go through approaches of privatization and nationalization just to show you what you're missing. And what you're so missing wh- is money.
0: What I'm hearing, Alexander, is the headlines after this episode. Because, of course, there are headlines written after sure. uh, every single one no. of our episodes. It's going to be, uh, Alexander Gillespie hates key workers. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs>
1: look, here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. There are doctors who kill people. You know, <laughs> more times. Like, you know, I hate to say it, but look, like, malpractice is a thing. There are doctors who kill hundreds of people. And Um, so you're saying that the postman who delivered
0: your... Did not deliver your television is akin to a doctor murdering his own
1: patient. What I'm I'm saying is that uh, as much as I want to celebrate key workers, there are still flaws in the system, all right? And those flaws were around beforehand. And in Canada, the flaw is that they don't deliver post on Saturdays. <laughs> right? Sundays I get. Why do I get? Because this is a Harry Potter book. All right, easy to remember. <laughs> but Canada doesn't deliver post on Saturday. There is no easy way to remember that. Yeah, that's uh, not what's,
0: an easy mnemonic. Yeah, um, I,
1: I, I never understood people um, hating the postal service before yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it was it was like a weird irrational thing, which like in TV shows, I think, like, I think it's like season one of Friends where... Joey's like, no, maybe...
0: Al, Al no, I, think, like I think you're friends. getting confused with dogs. It's dogs that hate the postal service, famously no. in television. It's, I,
1: I think in television, it's a thing for people to, like, hate the postal service. At least because Joey's mum does on Friends. She hates the Irish okay. and the postal service. And I was very confused by that as a kid, but I get it now. Not that I'm hating the Irish. Irish people, you're great. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. You're all great. Yeah. <laughs> everyone the world someone who great. hasn't listened to last week's episode which let's
0: be honest we've seen the numbers is a lot of like in ter- Fair even enough. if even if our numbers were very high the number yeah. of people who have not listened to our episode is always going to be most of humanity so yeah. anyone who comes into this episode without the context of what happened in last episode you going i've learned my lesson i love the irish <laughs> sounds very bad so if hey. you haven't listened to our last week's episode extremely loud incredibly close this is your opportunity to pause now go back and now you'll get why that's funny congratulations you now understand the continuity of podcasts anyway nice. speaking of the continuity of podcasts oh did you have a joke did i cut off
1: your joke well, i was just gonna say guys if you'd forgotten about my- let us teach you about 9-11, (laughs) all right? It's nothing better no. no. two Uh, Brits teaching Americans and the world about trauma.
0: Of course. Uh, I feel like my segue was better, so I'm (laughs) going to stick with... Speaking of continuity on podcasts, of course, what do we do here, Alexander? We, I say at the top of the show every single week, we are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire MDB, but that's not all that we do. Uh, They're, of course, aliens. Now, we haven't talked about them for a few weeks, but... As we know, Alexander, uh, we started recording half an hour earlier than we normally do because there is an Arsenal match, which I would like to watch. So I would like to bring up the aliens again. But as we are time constrained, I'm going to try and deliver every single detail of the alien story, but in as quick a time as possible, with as little hesitation as
1: possible. Do you believe I can do it? Um, Anytime there is a hesitation, deviation, repetition, I'm going to beep. Okay, great.
0: Repetition? Repetition? That seems mean. It's mostly repetition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Around about October 2018, me and my dear friend Alexander, we were walking down Regent Street and we saw a trampoline. We started bouncing on that trampoline because we're sweet, bouncy boys. And everyone around us was going, bounce, bounce, burr, And they went, burr because suddenly we were suspended in mid-air. They looked up and we were actually stuck in a tractor beam of an alien spaceship. We were brought up to that alien spaceship and they started speaking a language, which I did not understand. But Alexander, uh, latterly, uh, I would find out, has been speaking this language oh fuck off uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh carry on, god carry damn it on, carry I, th- on. I thought it was repetition damn it no, I didn't no, even no, notice no, my uh... own hesitation um uh shit oh beep, god beep. Beep. oh jesus ah alexander has been speaking the language of these aliens which is swag since birth um fuck beep. so uh <laughs> so um Later, the aliens threw me a pin and they stabbed me in the brain and suddenly I could understand Swagheely again. And they'd been explaining to Alexander and subsequently to me that they were from the United States of space, a collection of planets from around the universe. And there was a planet called Flomatron 8, which was led by their leader, the small boy, bitch boy, Traver Tramron, who had recently started the process of Flexit. He did that by flexing his guns and saying, we out, bitches. Also, that was voted upon by a... Plebiscite, I believe. That's a word that I don't know, but Alexander has used before, so I'm going to continue De- to use it.
1: Deviation.
0: Deviation. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, so, um, a, a plebiscite <laughs> where all of them gathered around in a circle and they either said bounce or bing. That's how referendum and are decided on the planet Flomatron 8. So, Trevor Traman flexed his guns, said we out, bitches, and that started the process of Flexit, which uh, activated, I believe, yeah. Article 66. Fuck you. Um, so, <laughs> every time you do it it throws me off more um, so basically yeah they need to find a replacement for Flomatron into the United States of space obviously the process of Flexit has been going on really really long and now it seems like it might be crashing out and there's also um, of course a space virus going around I believe was a thing we mm-hmm. learned recently mm-hmm. I can't really remember and then the aliens were well, yeah, so we're going around uh, seeing if we can find planets that can prove their worth to join the United States of space. Of course, I am forgetting that around midway through this speech, um, Alexander did go to all the uh, child versions of this alien species, which happened to look like baby Yoda's, uh, and went, as we've described, full Anakin Skywalker on these bitches. So he absolutely desecrated them, you know, just pulverized them into dust. But fortunately, I am magic, so I brought them back to life. But my specific kind of magic does keep... A- a key, does not restore memories so these uh, baby yodas are Be- actually um 50 years behind their their peers in in terms of um, uh, development, so they're you know having to re-go through all of all of their first fifty years of schooling and stuff. Of course, mm-hmm. we've been over this uh, the alien system because they live for so many many years. They actually have a really you know utopic society that uh, spends longer learning and and really values the process of learning and development. I know I said that I was going to do this quickly, and I feel like <sighs> I have I feel like I have I think deviated. I think be movie's yes, deviation is a b. Bee- <laughs> So, of course, to wrap this up, uh, the aliens were like, yeah, so we're trying to find someone to prove their worth," and we were like, "Okay, well, we're going to do that by showing the works of our greatest human." Who's our greatest human? Of course, it's Tom Hanks. But we had a quick skim through his IMDb, and we're like, "Oh fuck, most of his films suck." So we said, "Like, give us a hot minute. We're going to go through. We're going to review all of them, and we're going to decide which ones go in the Hanks Bank, the collection of TV shows and movies that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States of Space." And of course, just as we were about to uh, yeet ourselves out of uh, the back of the um, uh, the alien spaceship, uh, they said, "By the way." Uh, if you if you don't succeed, oh, we will blow up your planet. And we were like, what the fuck? And then we fell out the back of the the um the spaceship. And I yeah. believe we maybe Paris
1: paraglided down. I'm I think you know, that you know, I believe
0: that might have been a detail that was introduced I, in the
1: Simpsons movies episode. Sure, I believe it's um sorry, I am allowed to hesitate and deviate and repeat. Of course, uh, but well you know, well my, the, my favorite contribution to art is the one where someone else uh, creates something and I just get to tear them down. That, yes. that's what I like doing. Um, so, you're going to say?
0: I was just going to say that, um, of course, if the details have a change of this story, it is because mm. you know, as we've said many times, this happened in October 2018. It was a long time ago. Sometimes we forget mm. things, mm. so that's it's true. it's not a bug; it's a feature, um, exactly. and that is what's going on with the aliens.
1: I like that to think was, we want, that was we, not quick. You know, like you know the squirrel suits where you just go like. And it, it's, it's like you got little, little, little wings. That's what do you what mean had.
0: you? What? Yeah. What do you mean you like to think that that's? Of course, you have now reminded me that we
1: used the squirrel <laughs> suits and we flew through the air out the back of that aliens, aliens spaceship. Of course, of course. Thank you very much. So. so- Jamie, obviously, you mentioned that uh, there's an Arsenal game on. You'd like this to be a quick episode. And yep. I think we had a discussion after, you know, last week that some episodes don't need to be long. I have a feeling this might be one of those episodes that doesn't need to be long. Let's yes. see by the end of it. <laughs>
0: yes, we'll find out. It doesn't need to be long. I thought last week's episode was going to be short, but then it was an hour and 40 minutes. But hopefully this will be short because we are reviewing Electric City, the 2012 web series created by Tom Hanks um and for new listeners of the show before we dive into talking about the project we give a little bit of historical context and a little bit of show context we tell you a little bit about the year that it was released what was going on at the time and then we give you a little bit of fun facts about the production of the thing itself before we dive into it uh so this week it is my turn for historical context uh and this came out in uh 2012 um so, here is my historical context for 2012. 2012 is a 2009 American disaster film directed by <laughs> Roland Emmerich. It was produced by Harold Closer, Mark Gordon and Larry J. Franco and written by Closer and Emmerich. The film stars Joan Cusack, Chirotl Four, Amanda Peet, Oliver Platt, Thandy Newton, Danny Glover and Woody Harrelson. The plot follows geologist Adrian Helmsley, played by Ejiofor, who discovers the Earth's crust is becoming unstable after a massive solar flare caused by an alignment of the planets and novelist Jackson Curtis, played by Joan Cusack. Oh. As he attempts to bring his family to safety, as the world is destroyed by a series of extreme natural disasters caused by this, the film refers to Mayanism and the 2012 phenomenon in its portrayal of cataclysmic events. It was made on a 200 million dollar budget and made 769.7 million dollars, and was released in November 13,
1: 2009. Yeah, those those were useful facts. <laughs> I like them. Uh, I. It, it it was informative uh, for people who don't know. Another fun fact about the film two thousand and twelve: George Laddie fourth went to Jamie's school, uh, <laughs> which he yes, likes yes, to he tell did. people. Yes, quite I often, forgot. As to, as it I is, forgot.
0: Yeah, I forgot to really, mention it. Oh.
1: Yeah, it is his favorite person who came from his school uh, because he's the famous my, person. Yep. He doesn't like to talk about. So we will No,
0: won't. N- no, no. We won't talk about the other famous person that went to my school. Um, yeah. So I may have forgotten uh, that I had to do a historical context until ten minutes before we started to record. Okay. But of course, no, that's not. That's not what happened, Alexander. What actually happened is that the next thing we're reviewing, Cloud Atlas, also came out in 2012. And you always <laughs> get the second. You always get the that's second true. historical context of a year, and you always feel really bad that you. That I've taken all of the good facts. So really, it was actually oh, a, a a generous moment of altruism that I that was, didn't fucking was, do my job. That
1: um, was very generous, and I appreciate so, that. I'm also. If you want to, to know, about,
0: what, yep. How much do you know about Clown Atlas? How do uh, uh the. And I'm being fully serious here. The only thing I know about Cloud Atlas is that Tom Hanks plays an Asian man. That yeah. is the one
1: thing I know about Cloud Atlas. It's, I, it shouldn't be the one thing I know, but it's the one thing I know. I feel uh, like we have had the difficult three weeks with this in the middle and then two films where we have to talk about like big issues oh, uh, wrapped around it. So oh, uh, I'm excited for Cloud Atlas coming up, guys. Uh, of course, in Cloud Atlas, Jamie will uh, be reviewing the podcast uh, as an Asian version of himself. <laughs> oh, uh, geez, Jesus, um,
0: no, I won't.
1: <laughs> no, no, he yeah, won't. That's all I've got. That's all I've got to yeah. that one. Um, no, that, that was um, a bit based on that, but yeah. But uh, if, yeah. Uh,
0: if you would, uh, if you would like to learn more about the year twenty twelve, please listen to next week's sure. episode. Now, um, what have you got for me about I, Electric I, I've City?
1: Been convinced for a while. That uh, that Jamie has, like, secretly finagled his way to uh, having all the better weeks to talk about stuff. Because let me tell you what, my friend. There is some to talk about uh, with Electric City. So directed, largely by Joe Trussell. Uh, it aired on Yahoo uh, screen. On Yahoo, I don't, Yahoo-, I don't Yahoo think, screen. I, I think this was before Yahoo screen. Um because uh,
0: I mean screen... I, I, I mean I'll be honest my guy I am staring at the Wikipedia page that says yeah, Yahoo so screen actually... on it. Cool. Um and because if because ever... I believe they announced they announced this and said it was like the beginning of like their big blockbuster um series of productions that they were going to yeah. make. Um, well, I mean
1: as you remember it as Hopefully everyone remembers Yahoo Screen, famously killed off by Community season six. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's there's a really really good article which I'm going to just quote from uh, with on the New York Times where like Tom Hanks talks to them about this, and uh, it's it's increasingly bizarre where he's they're like, well, how is this going to make any money? And he's like, no one knows how the internet makes money. They don't want to make money. They just want people to click on it. I've got to be <laughs> honest, the people who greenlit this TV show, uh, they they're no longer with the company. So, you know, we're not even (laughs) working with them anymore. And if you ever want to read what sounds like Tom Hanks on ayahuasca, just read any of the interviews he does uh, during this period. Um, Let me have a look and see if I can find my favourite quote. Uh, While we do, I'm just going to quickly tell you about some of the other cast members in this show. You'll know some of them, obviously, so written by Tom Hanks, uh, well, bits of it written by Tom Hanks. Yeah, created by.
0: And then he seems to have. Written, written some of episodes. it, it's unclear. Yeah,
1: written two episodes. Definitely produced all of it. It's produced by Playtone, and he stars in all the episodes. Uh, Paul Sh- uh, Sh- Shear is in it. You should know him. He's in lots of stuff. It's he's one of those guys who is uh, the host, one of the hosts of um, How Did, How Did, Did get This made? Get Made? And, and he's in the League as everything.
0: well. I think he's. I think he's in Hot Tub Time Machine. He's in, he's loads in
1: of stuff. Um, uh, more recently The Good Place as uh, yes, the, as the, one of one the, the good. The, Good place, angels, Architects, yeah. Yeah. Um, Outside that, in terms of people you might know, uh, Ginefer Goodwin, I believe, has been in some other stuff. Chris Parnell is in it. Um, Reminds me of Archer. Yeah, he's also playing, like,
0: three different characters, which, for a man who has a very distinct voice, is a very strange decision. He just kept on... I kept on being like, oh, that's Chris Parnell. And then another character would turn on, I'm like,
1: that's also Chris Parnell. Uh So, outside of that, I believe it first aired on the 17th of July, 2012. uh, Obviously, in the United States. They made 20 episodes. They did not make any more. Uh, It was also... The the weird thing was... uh, It was a sort of, like interactive show in the sense of like on the website they had loads of related materials and like maps and sort of games you could go along with it and it sort of fit in alongside all that stuff as well as uh like two ios games i think which you could yes on I, 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 can't I really
0: yeah i really wanted to try they didn't have it on android at all because it was never on android but i really wanted to try to play the electric city uh game but unfortunately could not could not source it no
1: uh so some have, quotes have just, we even slightly
0: we... explained what what it is have no, we even said that it's an animated so,
1: series it, at this so point yeah. <laughs> animated series let me just give you the uh the imdb overview because to be honest it's really confusing and i think if either of us with to think about it too long to explain it we probably couldn't a view of the future of civilization presented through the lens and provocative themes such as energy consumption freedom of information Crime and Punishment, Jamie. Now you, we both watched the show. Yeah. Does that describe it at all to you?
0: No, and nor do I think any of those themes are actually explored. Like, no. I, I, I think, I think they are potentially presented, maybe, but Short I would not talk. say they are explored. I, I, um,
1: I think that's fair. I think each, um,
0: each episode is like four minutes long, so it adds up uh, to like ninety minutes. Yeah. They're like four to seven minutes, so they adds up to like yeah. I watched it in like ninety minutes today. Um, um, so I'm just gonna well give you a over. few last
1: quotes and then we'll get into the show. Uh, this is a quote from Tom Hanks. The question was, what else do you have to contemplate when you're thinking about thinking up a post apocalyptic society? His response was, One day we were well, some other stuff and then one day we were all sitting around talking and someone said, What is pizza? I said, Oh man, that's so true. So instead it becomes noodles. That's like coming up with what the wardrobe is or how it's possible to transport down to a planet without taking to a rocket ship. That makes no sense. But sure, we're going to go to the next, uh, last section. The question is, there are many elements in the series, not only the between the sheets' intrigue and some graphic violence, but also a persistent dystopian tone that people might not expect from a project with your name on it. Are these the kind of things you like to see in other people's storytelling? He said some other stuff. Uh, in Electric City, we always try to adhere to human behaviour. Human nature is always... I'd like to have another piece of pizza. Ha ha ha. Even if there is no more pizza left, I'd like to have another one. There are savage people out there, and they use their version of savagery certainly for bad.
0: I just love oh how much God. she talks about pizza what, in this interview. What the fuck? um also i think one of the other one of the other things i found which was very very this was in production for nine years he started he came up with the idea for this in 2003 (laughs) like how was this in production for nine years uh Um, jamie
1: it's it's a it's one of those classic cases where the technology had to like catch up with his dream Like, it just wasn't possible in 2003, but by 2012, the technology had finally caught up and uh, people were willing to throw money at a show which didn't need to make money and clearly didn't need to make money because it's so bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, I would like to say before we dive into the show uh, that I have received a message from my girlfriend uh, about 18 minutes ago, so probably around the time I was making noises with my mouth, uh, and she just said, oh my God, you're really doing it. Um, (laughs) Because I had mentioned to her that I was going to consider doing it. And she was not supportive of oh. the idea. Oh, God. Yeah, let's talk about this show. So um, normally when we do this, we sort of actually try to explain the whole thing and the plot yeah. and stuff. Uh, and as has been sort of warned, uh, that's really tough to do with this because it's yeah. 24 to 7 minutes short cartoons that do have an overarching plot. But it's not clear. And it's a it's a it is, as I say, 24 to seven minute cartoons. And on the Wikipedia page alone, there are 22 characters named and eight different locations, all with names and importance. There is so much thrown at you in this show that I think like genuinely it took me at least halfway through until I had a vague semblance of like what was actually going on. I I was so confused. Yeah.
1: So what we're going to do is just, like, I think, together try and because we haven't spoken really uh, in between watching this and now so we're going to try and like scramble together our thoughts on what the hell this is yes uh, we can, we can touch it, on so the... try and figure out the plot for you
0: so. yes figure out the plot we can definitely talk about Tom Hanks' character I would yeah. love to talk about Tom Hanks' character because it's very funny that Tom Hanks created this character for himself um, so Tom Hanks plays uh, a an enforcer whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. It, it, yeah he plays an enforcer an enforcer uh, in TV this show... post-apocalyptic uh one. yeah the TV show begins, as all TV shows uh, should, uh, in a uh, well that Tom Hanks himself describes as not necessarily post-apocalyptic. It's post, post-apocalyptic. It's it's pre-civilization 0.65. The apocalypse has happened, and civilization has reformed. And does any of this make sense? No. He's drinking a nice cup of coffee on a I, b- balcony. I believe he says that he lives somewhere between the,
0: the on the line between truth and consequence.
1: Does that if make can, any sense? No,
0: it makes no sense. But
1: basically, it, Tom, twice Hanks, the show.
0: Yeah, Tom Hanks can plays like the epitome of like a like badass cop who doesn't follow by the rules, oh. but also has his own moral compass, and he goes in and he does what's needed, and he also gets the girl, and the girl mm. is sexy as shit.
1: So the thing I find funny is like even in this, I don't even think he's meant to be a cop. I think he's explicitly, not explicitly, but like specifically meant to be a hitman. Yeah, and he's again, like he's, he's like an enforcer. So... Yeah, he's an yeah, enforcer
0: he... for the 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 group of old ladies that run in this the... society that
1: all happen to knit for some reason. Yeah. So I I I think it's meant to be that at some point before the founding of Electric City, which you should know, although it's called Electric, it's very analog. Uh, i believe there was like a war and they were all war survivors and they kind of their thing which connects them is they like survived the war by murdering people with knitting yes needles this is there this is the they,
0: all the old ladies yeah we, yeah, we get they
1: formed um, like a matriarchal society and i think they maybe set up electric city but i'm not quite sure about that. yes they may be that's the city. that's
0: unclear um And you you mentioned by murdering lots of people. And you also mentioned earlier uh, that Tom Hanks says or or the interviewer said that there was lots of graphic violence in this. Boy, howdy. Yeah, there is some fucking gross ass violence in this, like really graphic, Um, especially, as you say, when these old women are going through and like murdering people. Uh, There's there's one who like in, in a series like there's in the the first post apocalyptic world where men have taken over and are hoarding all of the wealth there's like a series of her going around going and pretending to fuck these men that are now running the society and then stabbing them with the like hairpins that she uses and it's it's real gross um oh, yeah. yeah tom hanks is is an, a, a ridiculous person so, but he but he is an enforcer for them we've then got the reporter lady the reporter lady who is the sexy reporter lady that tom hanks fucks
1: that's basically Mm. her entire role Uh, um jamie one second we gotta answer the question does tom hanks fuck in this film? Film, film I'm not sure if it's playing or not. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean it's gonna have to. You've set you've set me up, so yeah, it's gonna have to play. And and yes, yes, it's yes, 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 Tom Hanks Fox in this film. Um it's it's weird. In in a very weird thing where there is oh, yeah, yeah. explicit violence and there is explicit well, not explicit nudity, but you see like butts and stuff, and then like a woman who's fully naked but has hair covering her nipples, but there is no swearing in this show. Instead, oh God, no, whenever so someone nice. says a swear word, they say expletive instead. And I'm going to try my best to do that for the rest of this show, no. just to show how dumb it is. And what it's... me and Nellen couldn't figure out is whether, whether what they were doing was that in this post-apocalyptic society, all swear words have been replaced with the word expletive. So like in universe, they are actually saying expletive or if they were like for a stylistic reason, we were supposed to believe that they were saying like actual swear words, but the the because they want it to be a like a, still get a PG rating or something, they used they expletive so instead. But minor, they have so much graphic. But they have so much graphic violence. So so the only thing I can assume is that is it's the former it where like expletive has replaced all swear words in in this post post apocalyptic society, and that's really expletive dumb, as you can yeah. tell.
1: It's, it's so very much, like, uh, 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 we, we try to be generous on the show to people creating stuff. It's very, like, NaNoWriMo, like, you wrote your first draft of a sci-fi novel. Yeah, and like, what? Because anything, what any literally any other word, I think, works better. Even if you're, like, Clucks, like or, like, I don't know, ah, you know, you plant it or something. Like, if you say it with enough force, anything can be a swear word. But they don't even say it with force. They just, they normally just say uh you know he went to the Oh, uh, what the
0: expletive is going on
1: yeah like they went that's to it expletive electric city and yeah. like there's, like you wouldn't just be like they went to the fucking electric city. you might but no. it doesn't work we're just saying expletive no um
0: so we've got yeah his his lady friend who's the reporter sure we've then got um a guy who clearly worked as an agent for uh, for these old ladies but finds out that his uh, wife is pregnant and so wants to get out of the game but in trying to get out of the game uh, Tom Hanks murders him instead they they have a fun fight because they're both agents but Tom Hanks end up murdering him and you might think that that this would set up uh, Tom Hanks's character to suddenly question the the um powers that be the people who are giving his orders because yeah. he's had to murder one of his own and it really seems like they're flirting with that as a plot point and then it fucking uh, sorry it explosive disappears
1: yeah
0: so it's... yeah that like it, it seems like they're so close to tom hanks's character having an arc and it could be interesting and then it just goes nowhere um so and yeah that guy dies
1: like, that guy dies um and in his the wife background. goes oh sure Oh, his wife goes to join. Like, yeah, a commune, his his like, his rivals. wife
0: then goes to the like outside, like the her journey. She goes to the outside uh, of Electric City, and yeah. will sort of explain why that's relevant sure. towards the very end because it's basically the so, climax. Yeah, the
1: like the, the main narrative of all of this, or like the kind of thing which holds it together as much as it is held together, is that. um you know pretty much all communication in the city is analog and is done like via so even the radio person that's like wired radio it's not wireless and uh, people have like Morse code machines effectively and someone is developing like another form of communication which is wireless like Morse code but is better and people want it and it, it's revolutionary and so, it and it's but, specifically going
0: to s- it's specifically going to be used to uh, you know, spread revolutionary messages and 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 underplay the the authoritarian government or whatever. And to power it, they have to siphon off electricity. Basically, electricity all they produce it seems is electricity. That's like their form of currency or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole subplot of like a bunch of people who are trying to siphon off this electricity and create this um uh, mm. uh whatever this fucking yeah communication device whatever um there is one guy who's introduced in like the second episode uh who is a crook who like is feeding some of the technology to these people and tom hanks comes and beats him up and makes him become a snitch uh and he delivers so to give you an example um uh you of how sort of corny and like power fantasy this character that tom Mm. hanks plays is in this scene he walks away and goes ask no questions, receive no lies. And he thinks he's the coolest fucking guy ever. There's a literal walking away from explosion scene with Tom Hanks in this. Um, So yeah, that's sort of the the clashes of what's going on. You've got the powers that be that have gone through the post-apocalypse. So they feel like they are doing the right thing, but oh, maybe they're not. And then there's these anarchists who are trying to set up yeah they clearly murder people a lot um there's sort of a potential that one of them is like jealous about the youth of of like some of these people again tom hanks looks like he's flirting with an an a, a character arc but actually all he does in the end is murder people and, and have sex with this reporter that's basically all he does and at the end he still stands alongside the the old ladies the end of it builds up to this climax and i I think I don't, you said you did not understand this and I didn't either, but I think Ellen explained it to me. So there's this thing being built up called the Illumination Day, and it's clearly yeah. their celebration of the fact that they have electricity and they're going to fire up all of these beacons. Mm-hmm. But on Illumination Day, sure. this is when they are also going to launch their new communication device. And so all these beacons fire up and then the community, there's there's a bit here, which I don't understand, which I will loop back to, but I'll explain the bits. I do understand Um, that all these um, beacons fire up. And then this message goes out and they're being like, if you're listening to this, you're part of the revolution. And then they use it to overpower the grid and, shut down all of the beacons inside Electric City, but then one beacon fires up in the outskirts, the outside bit, which the pregnant lady we mentioned earlier has gone to, and it's used as like an example of, look, there are people still out here who can other people can produce electricity. There is another option during the revolution, whatever. That's the end. That I saw, I you know, kind of understood when Ellen explained. What? Did not make sense to me was when they overload the grid, all the people who were transmitting this message. So seemingly yeah. the revolutionaries all die like they get electrocuted and like smashed by something like a pole falling over. It's very weird. I don't understand why the people who ostensibly were supposed to be supporting because they have created this revolutionary message all die i don't get it and then the people so on the I, outside I, are celebrating because they're listening
1: to vinyl records i thought that it was that tom hanks had somehow set up their murder oh. so i thought it was that he's still <laughs> yeah. working so again and like look normally i watch stuff really intently i was watching this decently attentively but to be honest it was late at night and like it's not an engaging piece of art full stop um I, at all, but like, dear God, is this thing overly confusing? Like, yeah. it refuses, it refuses at all to like, I, I don't know, work with a, work with you as an audience member. It refuses, like, you have no one to latch on to. So really, you, and like, maybe that would work in four to seven minute bursts. But for the most part, like, if you're watching it an hour and a half, you kind of like, I don't get what the garbage is going on, but no, or the expletive is going on. But Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> wait I, you think I, you think garbage is a swear word <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah but um God has no, like, changed you it, it's true it's true uh, I think Tom Hanks and meant to, at the end have set up their murder that like because Eat that would me, make sense that, that would because he sort of like because it ends on him doing this monologue of like you know, I live on the interplay between truth and consequence and blah, 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 blah. And
0: that's just how it is in the Electric City. It's kind of like that film Sin City with the framing device of, like, some... But, like, Sin City does it way better. Um, but, mm. yeah, that framing device of, oh, that was just another day in Electric City. I'm a power fantasy and I, I... like, I was genuine... I, halfway through this, was like, Tom, is everything okay at home? Like, what is going on that this is what you feel the need? To live out in your fantasy land, it's weird. not to not it's... to make any assumptions about Tom Hanks' actual uh, personal uh, life. Uh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, let's should we move to to our yes. thoughts on this? Yes, so because we can't actually talk about the I I think
0: you potentially disliked it. What? Well, no, I did dislike this. I dislike this a lot. But I think there are kernels of something interesting here that could have could have been better. And my main issues with it. Are the length it's the fact that it's four to seven minutes like if this was an actual cartoon that gave 20 minutes and was like yeah, yeah. in amongst this this like more a more modern idea of an adult cartoon uh, that's able to explore like interesting actual um uh, adult themes and whatever there's something interesting here and there's some kind of interesting characters not tom hanks's but <laughs> there are some yeah. interesting themes to be explored here but As you say, it's just confusing because it's all condensed down. How are you going to introduce me? 22 main characters in four Mm. to seven minute chunks. That's that's nigh on impossible. If this was a season of a 20 minute uh, cartoon, I could see a lot more of these plot points given breathing room and given explanation. So they actually made sense. And the one big thing I will give credit to this for is the art style is really good. I really think it's very interestingly like like drawn. I think I think it makes a very vivid interesting society you you can if if you were if if you didn't listen to any of the words and you just watched <laughs> this on yeah. silent you could be like oh that looks like an interesting to society they've they've built something that looks quite unique and post 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 apocalyptic and and the art style is is yeah, as I say, interesting and attractive, and clearly a lot of care worked in on the animator's side of this. But the the idea and the plot and the characters are just half baked. Like, maybe maybe Tom Hanks was quite literally half baked when he wrote this, as you've uh, potentially referenced. Because it yeah, it does not make sense. It is confusing. That's the one word I would use to describe this. Just fucking sorry. Just expletive. Confusing. What are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah,
1: I mean. Look, I, it's not that I, like, aggressively dislike it. It's more that um, I just think it's uh, a, its just a case of, like, everything feels really half-baked. Yeah. Like, it, it, it feels like Tom Hanks had an idea, and maybe he wrote, like, a, a treatment, like, a one-page treatment or whatever, being like, okay, they go, you know, it's this, this kind of word. blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like, Yahoo's, like, we, we want to give... I don't even know how much money like this would cost. Like twenty million dollars into a project to Plato. and What have you got? And he went, "Well, you know, we, we've already I've developed been the very bouncing there's, around there's...
0: this idea in my brain for nine sure. fucking years. Well, nine explosive yeah. years."
1: Thank you. Um, and it—I don't know. It, like in the same way that uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which I, I've which, you know, I saw. And actually, it's much better when you... a way better than when you see it than I think most people have a reaction to it when they read it. But it strikes me as the same kind of thing where, like, Tom Hanks was in a room, sort of, with these two, the other two guys who wrote it. They bounced around some ideas. They wrote some scripts. Maybe, like, it feels like it's the first draft of those scripts. But, like, it didn't spend a lot of time actually being, like, built before they were like, well, we've got this money and we just need to, like, make it and They made it, and you're right, the best thing about it is the arts. Like, at the beginning, I thought, Oh, shit, this kind of looks like a Studio Ghibli film. Like, it, it, it's big the backgrounds look like some kind of cool anime. Um, it's slightly undermined by like all the characters look like they're from Clone High or <laughs> that kind of style of show. It's very, it's very much like animation style, sort of like that. Like, not necessarily Archer, but like, yeah, Clone High, um, Danger Island, I can't remember what it's called, but the kind of Lord of Miller style uh animations from like the late 2000s early 2010s um i i don't like the voice I, the only voice actor i like in this is tom hanks the rest i just think are giving like characters yeah. performances like they're stoic w- boring
0: i can't remember what it was uh it, i think i think it's when uh the pregnant lady is talking mm. to the police officer and yeah. he goes, oh, and and yeah, your husband's died and whatever, and and she just goes, oh, he was going to become a father, and I can't remember the exact line, but it is delivered with this energy. He goes, oh, that's terrible. I'm so mm. sorry. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like please well, try like a little bit.
1: And I, I I feel to be honest, that's my biggest like fault with this is that it just it feels so everything is half done and with you know like people other than the animation like but like people put in effort but like this wasn't your day this this wasn't your best work it's i think you should watch it because of how bizarre it is like it's it's really really weird and you would not expect it from tom hanks so in that sense if you're a really big tom hanks fan and you want to see maybe the weirdest thing tom hanks has ever been involved in not the worst but the weirdest definitely the weirdest yeah, well, like,
0: well, I I say definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna you, you keep going. Well, *Mazes and Monsters*. But... *Mazes and Monsters*. Yeah, fucking. hell. Well, that's that's um, the thing.
1: Whenever I'm like, what's the worst thing Tom Hanks has been in? It'd be *Mazes and Monsters*, which is I think worse written, worse made, and worse acted. And this is better made, better written, better direct, uh, better acted. than *Mazes and Monsters*. But compared to the like you know the many Oscar winning things he's been in, it's not anywhere nearly as good as any of those. So no. it's in the, it's in the lower lower third of Tom Hanks's output and but you know an interesting but definitely failed experiment
0: yes absolutely as i say like i i i feel bad because i really think there is something interesting in there sure. it's no, just, yeah. it just wasn't it just wasn't given the time I, um,
1: I i think if you were to redo this as either live action or animated it would work fine but like do it as a, like an hour and a half movie of there is this kind of like sideways society where like the apocalypse has happened sort of and it's and it's like a while on from then and tom hanks is this hitman and it's like it's like a a matriarchal society in which they kind of keep order by murdering people and you know old technology for us but it's revolutionary for them that would be kind of cool like that that sounds like a a a base plot for you know a decent sci-fi movie and there are aesthetic things here and there which i agree are, are are interesting, separated from the, the arts they're currently in.
0: Yeah. And my last thing before we get onto, well, well, I'll get onto it and then I'll say, say my last point. So uh, for people who uh, have listened to the show before, you'll know this, we rate on three different categories. We rate the film out of five, or the project out of five, or whatever. Uh, we rate Tom Hanks's performance out of five. And then we write the Tom Hanks dick meter. How much of a dick is Tom Hanks? Sorry. How much of an expletive is Tom Hanks's character <laughs> uh, in this film? Um, And then we decide whether it goes in a hank's bank. So I've said everything else I want to say. um, But one, my final point is also for a thing that so clearly wants to be making a political point, it makes no political points. Like for something that clearly wants to touch on how a society might fall and like the dangers of authoritarianism and like climate change and shit like that, expletive like that. It just—it really has no point to make. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a limp expletive. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it—it's a very unfortunate project. However, I do really—I really like the art style, and I—I'm I'm wavering between even maybe even a two point five because I think the art style is really interesting. But I think I have to give it a two. Um, but but that—that that is a—that is a two where one point nine of it has come from. Sure. From the animation alone.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fair. I think um, for me, what it comes down to is uh, if I were to show you this to, to the aliens or to someone who's never seen any Tom Hanks product before, and they were to watch the entire hour and a half of it and they turn to me and they go, huh? And I go, yeah. And then, and, they <laughs> exp- and then, and then, and then in a way of trying to explain it to them, I said, uh, the person who created this, uh, his passion in life is typewriters. Uh, they would go. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and that's the Apparently, show. he it, did, it,
0: he did he did write the first uh, the first treatment of it uh, on a typewriter.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, it feels like that kind of show. It, it it and you know there are bits of that that are like aesthetically interesting and there's definitely not necessarily like interesting in terms of writing. Um, I would also give it to like it's not offensively bad. It's just like I would stay away from this unless you are like the biggest Tom Hanks fan in the world. <laughs> Which I don't um, think I'm enough to like. Be like, this is good.
0: No, nah. uh, Tom Hanks's performance. I I've I've written down my number and I'm looking back on it and it's wildly high. I think I'm giving him a four. <laughs> I think like, I think the character is bad. Like it's yeah. a weird, cliched character. But in terms of a cliched character. He plays exactly what that is character is supposed to be really well. He like hits all of these wankery power fantasy cliches really well. And we know he's a good voice actor. Like he's he, he's he's proved it in 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 Toy Story. He can get a lot of emotion into his voice. But you what it what it was most is that mm. I so rarely see Tom Hanks actually like bother to try to create a character in his voice like so regularly it's just tom hanks um i I love tom hanks i think he's a very good actor but like and and that's that's the case for for most actors like they, they they mostly live in their own voice but like he creates a a different guy like and it's a distinct guy who's weird and a bad character not well written but i really i really liked his performance and i don't think i should give it a four, but i am
1: i mean i i get where you're coming from I, i don't think it's a bad voice performance i think it's a decent voice performance i do think he's a good voice actor in general and like unlike most celebrity voice actors i think he, he is definitely someone who puts effort into it and I, I think, yeah and I, I, you know and i i think um yeah uh, and i think does the job well uh i'd give it a three if just because because the character is so poorly written i just don't think there's much of it like it's very one note the entire time like there's not a lot of like stuff he can do acting wise it's it's harmless it's good it's not as worst performance by any stretch of the imagination but yeah i think three
0: uh, and of course, the Tom Hanks dick meter. Oh boy, this guy's a real big dick. Uh, he's an enforcer for a for an authoritarian regime and just straight up murders mm, people mm. a lot. Uh, so I'm gonna
1: give him a strong four. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm thinking I'm on the same on the four. He murders people. He doesn't torture people though. He does not torture um, people.
0: That that is that is always your defining yeah.
1: uh, defining and, uh, clinch point. Yeah, and you know, like I, think he dispatches people with a clinical efficiency, um, which you know I isn't cruel. So yeah, we didn't even sense- really
0: talk about like the weird magic electric guns that he uses. It's oh, like yeah. a taser, just, but it kills people it way quicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it blows them. up. It's very weird the weapons that you, they use. in no, this. No, I, uh, I, I agree. So I will give him a four. Um, and Alexander, no. is this going? <laughs> Sorry, 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 Before sorry, I even sorry. get to no, the just, question, no, just, just
1: just just say it again, say it again, say it Is again. Is this again.
0: going in your Hanks bank? No, no, no. Of course it's not. So when something doesn't go in our Hanks bank, uh, we must decide something else that's going to save humanity this week. Something we're going to present to the aliens to keep them satiated for one more week. And it's been it's been a while. We've had we've had one one thing, one movie or project to present to them in the last uh, seven weeks. So uh, and and I, I just I don't think uh, I might change soon. We've got Captain Phillips coming up. So Yeah, might, Captain might, Phillips it, is
1: coming up. Hey, some people love Cloud Atlas, all right? Some people okay, love
0: well, Cloud Atlas. We'll
1: find out <laughs>
0: next week. Uh, so yeah, what, it's got, what Hugh Grant. Gotta love Hugh Grant. What are you going to present to the aliens this week, Alexander? Um
1: uh, look, it's got its flaws. <coughs> um I don't necessarily agree with all his politics. But damn does it slap, alright Hamilton is on Disney Plus baby. <laughs> Uh And so, take, oh, wow. take the wow. to see Hamilton You've
0: criticised me for being the Disney shill And now you're saying on the the day it's released You're like, fucking yeah Let's go watch Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dickhead You corporate shill Sorry, you expletive expletive um, Thank you what am- like a
1: Shill is a swear word <laughs>
0: Oh well it is the most offensive word to me it's um, a swear word <laughs> Is, there, like is a... there Is there anything more Dirty than corporate Corporations Alexander um, That might have been a funny
1: joke If I didn't stumble through the word oh, On the punchline oh. um, We now know that when Jamie plays Cyberpunk 2077 he's not playing As a dirty corpo he's going to play As <laughs> a street kid Why Fight the power, West country <laughs> because everyone in Cyberpunk 2077 is from the West Country, don't you know that. Uh,
0: it's what it's one of the weird political points they're going to make in that film is that by the year 2077, everyone will have agreed that the West Country accent is the most pure and efficient accent.
1: <laughs> no, I definitely agree. It Communicates emotion very
0: well. Um, I'm gonna put the word fuck. In, in thanks bank that's what i'm going to present to the aliens uh, as as a make good for uh, for the horrible horrible use of expletive throughout this project uh, i would like Don't to put a back. word that does not get enough respect a very versatile word a word no, full of right. passion and power and emotion uh, so i am going to <laughs> i'm going to go to the aliens and i'm just going to hold open my hands and then say fuck and then i'm gonna really hope they don't kill me it doesn't
1: Uh. get enough credit for the credit it gave us Hamilton baby you saw it in the public (laughs) um Uh. (laughs) (laughs) oh you privileged wanker um so that's the best uh, joke in the whole of knives out is like he, at some point blah 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 like kind of interviewing um, I can't remember the, the, one of the guys' name, and he goes immigrants we get the job done Hamilton saw it of the public and I'm just like that's <laughs> such a good line that's such a great line
0: uh, I watched um, that film recently actually it's a very very good film very good. Yeah, I great. love that Thanks so much. Um, um, so, we're not the show that chronologically reviews Knives Out. We are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks the entire MDB. Oh, and next week, we're, we're going to be reviewing Cloud Atlas. So, join us for that. In the meantime, <laughs> do, uh, no, no, no. Kind of...
1: do join it. Do join it. Do join it, guys yes I, I i'm very excited
0: normally uh, the controversial films are are among our better episodes um so if 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 this that's why this episode isn't is going to come in under an hour and i'm so fucking happy we finally got an episode to come in under an hour for the first time in about four fucking months um yeah. So, uh, to in uh, the interest of getting away, so I can go and watch my Arsenal, of course you can go and uh, follow us at hanksbankpod Pod on Twitter at hanks underscore bank on uh, Instagram and Hanks Bank on uh, Facebook. And what else can they do, Alexander? But of course, you've only got about you three said minutes to say it.
1: Your arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you say wash your Arsenal? Um, right. You can also <laughs> so go
0: me, to Jamie. I'm <laughs> to That's one more F in the bank. I'll finish on that. <laughs>
1: wash your arsenal oh <laughs> my cracks me up every time uh <laughs>